Hi, and welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to find and follow your purpose. I'm your host, Kitty Waters. I'm a serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the Network for Transformational Leaders, also the creator of Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Every week, I interview some of the world's leading thought leaders who not only share their life stories, but practical tips and advice on how you can become the highest version of yourself and build a life in alignment with your soul. Our mission is to inspire a generation of changemakers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference on the planet. Be sure to head over to kittytalks.com and open your free account so you can see behind the scenes videos of our interviews and get your free Pearls of Wisdom ebook. Join our community of changemakers, making a difference on the planet. Making a di- making a di- Welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. Today, I have with me the beautiful Squirrel Sisters. Hello, ladies. Hello. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Sophie and Gracie, for joining me today. (laughs) Um, Just to tell you a little bit about these wonderful ladies, they have created their own health and wellness brand. Uh, the Squirrel Sisters have beautiful raw energy treats that they sell and they've very much followed their passion and purpose by literally creating this business from scratch. Um, we're going to hear more about their story this morning about how they've kind of battled with um, having kind of gluten gluten kind of intolerances and how they've kind of turned that into their their now passion and obviously how they've now created their brand. But ladies, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Very excited to talk to you. <laughs> would you would you like would you mind telling us a little bit more about what you're doing in the world, just so the th- listeners can get more of an understanding of your brand? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are a health and wellness brand, and um, what we really stand for is having the best of both worlds. So we're very normal girls, and we you know enjoy our lifestyles. We're very busy, but we know also like to be healthy so it's really about having the best of both worlds and having fun while you're you find easy ways to be healthy so that's kind of what we've always believed in and um how the the brand actually came about and so now what we do is we have a blog where we you know do recipes and lifestyle articles all around you know treating your health which is our our slogan and we sell our raw energy bars, which uh, we used to make together at home. Grace used to make for me because I have a gluten intolerance. Oh, that's so yeah. nice. Yeah. Lovely sister you are. Well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, that's kind of what we what we do. And what I love about your story is, you know, you've taken your passion and you've turned it into a business, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's almost what we always say, that I think because it was a passion, it hasn't, obviously there are very stressful times, but it's been, it's not like we plucked an idea out of thin air and tried to make it into something. It was something that we were already doing. Um, so because it was a passion, it it has been a lot smoother and 
possibly a lot easier because we are so passionate about it that when there are the stressful, difficult times, it doesn't really matter as much because we're so determined and yeah. um, keep going. And I think if it wasn't really a passion and we hit a harder time, we just give up. Um, but because we have so much drive behind it, it's just, yeah, we just want to keep going and succeed. <laughs> well, I think it's when it's something you really enjoy, like you said, it doesn't feel like work because it's it's enjoyable basically and that's to be honest that's very much the ethos of kitty talks you know we want to inspire a generation of change makers to follow their passion and purpose and make a difference um so tell me a little bit more about the story because i know sophie was out in hong kong or how did it all first happen singapore oh singapore yeah so gracie and i lived in london together before i moved we you know we've always enjoyed cooking and we used to cook together um, and you know, as I mentioned before, Grace used to make the bars for me. And we were both at a point in our life where we were kind of wanted to make more of our passion for health and food. And so we decided to start a blog together to keep in touch. Um, and it was such a fun way to you know share our recipes and ideas and just a really fun thing to do together. And I suppose as it grew, we realised well how much we love doing first of all but second of all how kind of different our skill sets were in a very good way mm. uh, so we both enjoyed doing different things and were better at doing different things um so when I decided to move home it was kind of a an easy decision to decide to make the blog into a business especially because we had the recipes ready to go with the bars as well so was it a bit like it sounds to me like it kind of organically evolved because you set up the blog and then you two would just kind of communicate backwards and forwards and then did you get gain a bit of a following yeah we did um so that was kind of part of the reason why we decided to make the blog into something a bit bigger and into the business and we did um have obviously all the social media accounts and grew quite nice following that way and we were getting more views on our blog each week and um, it just felt like the natural kind of next step to turn it into something even bigger and make it more accessible in terms of having an actual product mm. like the blog. Um, and with social media and stuff, we kept it very quiet. We didn't tell anyone. We didn't really tell people about our blog because it was something that we just wanted to see how it went. It was just a passion, a hobby. We never knew it would turn into anything bigger. Um, and eventually, obviously, as we decided to launch the product, we started telling our friends about it and stuff. Um, a few found out from social media anyway, through kind of just finding us, um, which was, they're like, what is Squirrel Sister? Yeah. <laughs> we <were> like, <laughs> so, yeah, we kind of kept it really quiet to begin with because we just wanted, it was just fun. And we didn't want it to kind of anyone to have an opinion yeah because it, it, it can be a little bit daunting doing a blog because you're putting yourself out there and you know we were a bit self-conscious about it at first as well and we didn't know what would happen it was just a hobby at first so we didn't really want to make a big thing of it and you know then we might have found something else we preferred doing and gone down that road so we didn't want we just wanted to do it ourselves and see how we enjoyed it mm. And Sophie, tell me a little bit about your gluten intolerance. Like, How did you find out that you were uh, gluten intolerant initially? So years ago, one of our mum's friends was training to um, do kinesiology. 
and um at the time you know i was a teenager so i had bad skin and um and i was tired things like that um all those things that teenagers feel and not really mm. why and she did some tests on me as a kind of using me as a guinea pig and found that, that i was gluten intolerant um and a few other things but at that age, I didn't really take it too seriously. I didn't really understand kinesiology either. And obviously, it's not a proven method. So I would, um, yeah, still have it a little bit throughout uni and things where I probably didn't look after myself as well as I should have been. Um, and then it really, I started taking it much more seriously when I had an operation and um, my body just reacted. To it. it wasn't a big operation, but my body reacted really badly to loads of stuff. I, my immune system must have just been completely shot to pieces. Um, and that's when I had to start eating a lot more naturally. Um, mm. I completely cut out gluten and, you know, even sugar at that point as well. And um, then I moved to Singapore and again, you know, got a little bit lax to the gluten thing. And I was in a country where I wasn't used to the way things were cooked you know even the water was different so I really struggled with my health and then when I decided to I hadn't realized that gluten was in loads of sources as yeah, well it's in everything so, isn't it yeah, yeah especially I mean in Asia it's quite challenging as well because mm-hmm. they didn't understand it and you know they're quite black and white with what you can and can't take out of a dish on a menu you know if it's on the menu that's kind of why you're ordering it they're a lot better by the time I left but at first it was very like that um and if you wanted to eat local food obviously there was a lot of soy sauce and things like that mm. so um I decided to get really really strict about it and it made a huge difference um and subsequently I've been tested um using my hair actually and that has come back several times saying that I've got the gluten intolerance so now mm. I just completely avoid it and so many people have gluten intolerance, but they don't realise from what I understand as well. It's quite a tricky one because it's obviously a fashion to cut it out. And I think the reason that it's good for people to cut down on gluten is because it is in so many things. Mm. So if you're avoiding it in some respects, it is better because it's not good to have too much of anything. I think what people don't realise is that having gluten-free doesn't necessarily mean healthier automatically. Um so if you're buying gluten-free bread, for example, often mm. other additives in it, which isn't necessarily that good for you. Right. That's, that's what I found, especially when I was struggling after the operation. Like my body was reacting to all sorts. So I found that even the gluten-free stuff wasn't great for me. And that's actually when Gracie did start making the bars because I found, you know, I had a couple of things which were more natural just in, in shops where they were freshly making things. And that, seemed to sit quite well with me so we started experimenting with a few things at home and you know I found that I was able to tolerate those because yeah people do add a lot of stuff to you know gluten-free or health mm. and for people listening who aren't sure if they've got a gluten intolerance what are the kind of symptoms um I think it's quite different for everyone but I have IBS so um you know my stomach can react weirdly to things I get really bad reactions for example from stress I just get like really bad water retention and bloating um and you know just stomach aches and I think that's really what it is with gluten as well and I've just feel so so tired um you know even that day but it's usually worse the next day 
Mm. But I think if people are worried that they've got a gluten intolerance, I would say cut down on it to see if that helps because I think often it's not necessarily gluten. It can be that, you know, your digestive system isn't in the best health and you just need to maybe do a bit of an elimination diet or try a few different things because actually what's really serious about gluten intolerance is celiac disease and I don't necessarily know if I have celiac disease but I just know that I'm better off when I don't have gluten Mm. and my body just doesn't like it whereas my husband has is actually celiac now so he has to be really really careful because it's um an autoimmune thing so you know it can be quite bad for him in the long term if he has it yeah and Gracie um you're the chef or from what I understand of the, the what well, you used to be the chef of the pair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah. So when we lived together, it was just we, Sophie in particular, found that obviously there wasn't anything gluten free at the time. This is going back six years, five, six yeah. years now. And um, so it has obviously changed a lot. And there's a lot more products on the market that are great gluten free products. And um, but at the time, I think you would always complain about you know the gluten-free bread would just taste of sugar and cardboard and um it was just you know hidden things and so we just decided well I just made these at home because we both like that kind of food and it was naturally gluten-free so perfect Sophie and it felt like kind of like a sweet treat but without the crap yeah (laughs) Um, so yeah that's sort of why we started making them at home and then obviously it then later grew into a business mm. and and um, again for people listening because what I think it's really admirable like it's a big step to turn something like that where you've you know you've been communicating different countries you've been creating these bars for one another but like how did you kind of decide okay we're gonna go for it like we're gonna you said you did it under the radar initially what was the what was the next step I think it was it was something we'd always spoke about, not about kind of launching the bars, but we knew we always wanted to do something together. And obviously that started as a blog. It wasn't a business idea. And then I think it was just that we loved it so much. And we, it's, we're always talking about it. We're always talking about health, wellness, food. It's the main topic at anything we do together. And um, so we just thought once Sophie had kind of decided she was, 100% coming back we were like okay let's give this a go and just see if it doesn't work it doesn't work but now is the time Mm. um felt ready whereas if we tried five years before that we wouldn't have been ready in terms of knowledge and understanding the market a bit more and I I think we just felt so ready and we had the need to do something I think it's kind of all we could think yeah like we we weren't we wouldn't have been satisfied if we hadn't given it a go um and I think, yeah, we would have regretted it. So we gave it a go and it's so fast worked out. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's I think just I think once Sophie had confirmed she was coming back, we knew we had a kind of a month or two while you were in between yeah jobs because the company you're working for didn't have a company in the UK. So we thought it's now's the time. Yeah. It just kind of made sense with yeah. what we were doing and fitting it around other things you know that Gracie was working on yeah with her film and tv and then you know I did a bit of freelance when I got back initially as well mm. so we were able to 
build it up I suppose as well so I'm quite lucky in that sense yeah mm. so what you kind of um eased yourself into it like but you're now both full-time aren't you doing what you're doing yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. And, so, um, yeah it's just kind of testing market we didn't kind of go crazy at the beginning we kind of took it in our stride and yeah. we didn't rush anything so when we did um for example like uh factory tests we that took minimum I think six months mm-hmm. to find someone that could replicate using our recipe what we were doing at home on a larger scale mm-hmm. and um, you know we could have easily just gone with the first touch and like, oh that's fine let's just get it out there but we wanted it to be perfect and true to what we believed in and um that was the only reason we were doing it it had to be genuine mm-hmm. um and so yeah we took our time with it and made sure it was 100% right before we launched it and um, I truly believe that when we're on the right path, like when we are following our passion purpose and doing, you know, what we're supposed to be doing, that kind of these amazing sort of synchronicities happen. And, you know, you're like, oh, my goodness, I did not see that coming. And um, Gracie and I had a chat before the interview. Can you tell us a bit more about the the boot story? Because that's quite a good example of that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, we have seen in Boots that there are quite a few um, more niche brands than we would expect to see in a big high street chain. So we thought, you know, let's add that to the list of someone we tried to target. Um, but then we called and got through to the buyer, which never, ever happened. They put us to the right person. Um, and she was lovely, gave me her email address, we sent her over some information. She was keen to see, you know, try them once she'd seen the story and the packaging and what we believe made us different. And then the team tried them, loved them, and then we started talking commercials and went up to see them and yeah, just kind of all all worked out. And they're a really, really lovely team. You know, we get on really well. We've got a really good relationship. They've got a real passion for food and health, and it just works and aligned really well with our brand to be expanding at that time. So, mm. yeah, it was kind of a un- unexpected yeah. that they picked up straight away and that it all went really smoothly. And then they said as well that they get sent however many products within that category I think it's something like 50 a week or it's something um and they had said no to every other bar and just wanted us to come in and then we found out in that meeting then and there that they were going to stop us so it was just yeah it was such a good feeling I think we're at that stage as well where we really needed something because we've been going for a year almost at that point we're like we're in amazing independence and health shops and delis and stuff but we need that next step now the big step that makes us nationwide and um kind of more accessible and out there and known as a brand so that we needed that we needed a boost and um that was just uh, right before christmas as well it was really like so such a good feeling um and perfect timing really because I think we got in touch at the right time because obviously places like that have um review processes and they maybe only do a couple of years so just timing wise it was right as well Mm -hmm. so that 
was a bit weird mm. and just getting through to the buyer the yeah. first time we tried calling which to boots is just crazy yeah. um so yeah that felt like it was meant to be definitely mm, that's fantastic so so tell us a little bit more about um because obviously you've got quite a diverse line you don't is it just not just kind of uh health and wellness bars you're doing a few other a few new products as well yes uh so we have a few things in the pipeline we haven't um launched them yet but hopefully if we're going to plan to launching them at the end of this year um and again anything and everything we launch onto the market will be 100% natural it will have the same story behind ethos Mm -hmm. everything so we'll never just put something to market because we think it's the right thing to do or following the trend or we're just doing it for the sake of it to build the brand It, it will be because there's a story behind it, e.g. it's something we want in terms of product. Like, the reason, you know, these bars were made for us originally. Um, so, yeah, we'll never just do something for the sake of it. It will be because it's meant to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was in, a, in alignment with your values, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And um, what advice would you have? Because obviously we've got a lot of entrepreneurs listening um you know you are a real testament to following your passion and purpose you know maybe somebody else is listening to this and they have got an idea but they haven't necessarily got the courage to do that next step kind of what advice could you give to to our listeners um I think that it's got to be something that you know you cannot stop thinking about um and if you really can't stop thinking about it and you love it enough or think it's a good idea enough I would maybe run it past a few people, go and meet with other businesses who are perhaps in a similar field. Not, I wouldn't approach direct competitors um, and, you know, talk to them about your ideas and see what the feedback is and, you know, kind of build up your network of support. Mm. We did that. I mean, we'd already decided we were going to launch, but speaking to other people, you know, we went to the food brands who were you know more advanced than us in terms of how long they've been launched for who we would we just really admired and and wanted to find out what they thought and that really really helped us and actually really spurred us on yeah I think yeah following up from Sophie I think passion persistence and patience oh the three p's I love it because you need passion to keep going the persistence to not give up and you're going to get knocked back. It's not going to happen overnight, which is why you then need the patience. Yeah. Um, and those three things, I think we had an, again, it all comes down to being a passion because in order to have the patience, you have to love it and want to keep doing it even yeah. as a hobby. Um, so yeah, the three P's. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, uh, we were saying this the other day, actually having each other and mm-hmm. um, having someone, I think doing it on your own is, I can't even imagine that, I mean, yeah. it would be so much harder because we have each other. When one of us is having a bad day, the other one kind of brings the other one up and vice versa. And I think just being able to talk to someone because you're going through the same thing. And it is, it is stressful, even though it is a passion, it's stressful. And um, yeah. it's so, for people who, who don't have that, maybe a lot of people have said that they will have a mentor yeah and I think that really really helps people so if they're going through you know a struggle or having challenges they'll go and see their mentor and you know their mentor will 
probably tell them that it's happened to everyone and it's okay and just to carry on because even we mm. had a, we met up with a few people not in terms of being a mentor but just to see what they've done and and every single time they kind of said you know don't worry we're all making it up as we go along yeah. and <laughs> yeah yeah but how, how how are you saying that you yeah know, it just makes you feel better yeah I think when you're following your passion especially you are totally making it up because generally speaking it's not in the normal um confines of a career so it's not like a a trodden path that you're taking you're you're creating that path and you're kind of literally the trailblazer the person who's leading the charge we are going to have all of the ladies uh, details in the show notes so you'll be able to connect with the squirrel sisters online they've got a really big um following on instagram and they've got a really beautiful blog so uh yeah by all means go and check that out but ladies thank you so much i really appreciate you coming and sharing your story thanks for having us yeah (laughs) oh well i know that your story is going to empower budding entrepreneurs out there to take the plunge and follow their passion and purpose too so yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no problem. Thank you so much. And we will see you again next week on Kitty Talks. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to Kitty Talks. Be sure to head over to our kittytalks.com website, become a member of our exclusive club, and you'll get free interviews and access to our private Facebook group, exclusive webinars, and secret success interviews. See you there.